Are you ready? Yeah. Are you with it? Yeah. Okay, let's go. You know what to do. The whole world's watching and counting on you. And all you people listening out there, everybody, everywhere, hang on, hang on, hang on! Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, The Adventures of Bob Hope number 98. Cover date, April, May 1966. Cover price, 12 cents. Cover artist, Robert Oxner. Edited by Murray Boltonoff. Featuring The Cool Hot Rodder. Writer Arnold Drake. Artist Bob Oxner. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go-go! Tad Walliter wants to beat Badger and Doltish in a hot rod race, which leads to industrial espionage and Tad being temporarily separated from his alter ego super hip. Waiting for any mention of Bob Hope? Keep waiting. I'll be right back with a special guest to explain everything. I don't care where I'm going just as long as I'm with you. Put it there, pal. Put it there. You know, I saw Let's Face It. Yes, and I saw Dixie, too. Big picture, huh? Put Put it there, pal. Put it there. This country's full of wolves, but you, you should make them laughingstocks. The girls are fond of blubber, and the igloos have no locks. Oh, you wow the lady Eskimos, they don't wear bobby socks. You're so faithful and so fair. Hit me with your biscuit, okay? Coming up with some hot skin. You've got that something in your voice so right for selling cheese. Put it there, pal. Put it there. I I think your jokes are great. You? Just that folks are hard to please. Your hand, sir. Put that back in the bowl. Your face could make a fortune, just your nose should make a lot. I like the way you wear those gaudy colored shirts you got. The only time a rainbow ever covered up a pot. We make a perfect pair. Put it there. My colleague, my crony, my cohort, my friend, companion, confederates, chums to the end, like meat and potatoes, or salt and tomatoes. Boy, what a plan! Don't put it in the paper, don't put it on the air, don't put it on the shelf, put it there. My guest today yeah. is my heterosexual friend, Jake. Hi. He's, uh, like most heterosexuals, he has beautiful children and a wife he doesn't deserve. Half of that is true. Which half? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Like most heterosexuals, he has beautiful children. Is not true. Okay. (laughs) Because I know a lot of ugly kids, is my point. But your children are beautiful. Well. On the outside. (laughs) I'm going to parse the crap out of this. Let's keep parsing. Okay. Okay. Uh I just had a... <clears throat> a moment with them and shooed them out of the house so that I could look at a comic with my friend. Good. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. For your service. And are you familiar with comic books? Well, growing up poor like I did, <laughs> uh, I read my friend's comics. This mm-hmm. would be in South Florida. 
I don't know where my accent's right. from, but... <laughs> we didn't really welcome comics into the house, except my sister always got Archie comics. Sure. And Garfield. That's not really comics, but... So, we had, we had Calvin and Hobbes and Archie. Right. Is it you that hates Peanuts? Is that what I'm remembering? We're just going to get into that right away? Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hate peanuts. I'm always have, always will. Fill the dead air. Why? Well, as you know, I don't like good things. Apparently, um, right. Mm-hmm. It it was like um, it was right in my newspaper. Growing up in the 1900s, as my daughter says, in my newspaper, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I would read it over you know breakfast cereal, and Spider Man was the first one. I always read. And then The Phantom was the second one. And I always saved Calvin and Hobbes for the end because I knew that would put a smile on my face. And Mm -hmm. then in the middle, I would wander around. Like, Family Circus was tolerable, I guess. Uh, Okay. And then, but, yeah, but but Peanuts, I just, if I happened to to catch my eye, it would trick me into reading it. And then it would disappoint me (laughs) so bitterly every time. Every time. It disappointed me. Ah. I just couldn't understand it. I think you, you're you younger than me. You probably came in towards the end when he was uh, not able to draw or write Okay. very well. Okay. Considering how much younger I am than you, yeah, I can believe that. You're um, not that much younger, but... So that's your history with comics. How about Bob Hope? Uh, growing up without and television, as I did, mm-hmm. I only yes. kind of knew who Bob Hope was. So, okay. um, I should I should add, um, I was allowed to collect X Men comics for like a brief period, and my yeah. friend it was junior high probably, and um, <clears throat> I remember really enjoying that, and then I just kind of drifted away from it. I don't know why. So that's it. Well, it happens. It happens. You probably discovered girls or something. <laughs> probably unlike me. Uh, yeah Uh, well, to be fair I did grow up with television And I barely knew who Bob Hope was Really? I mean, I knew who he was But I hadn't I couldn't tell you any movie I've ever seen With Bob Hope in it But I thought Just his television specials But I thought you consumed A great deal of, like, comedy on TV, too Well, sure, but, uh by comedy, you're meaning something that's funny, which I never found Bob Hope to be. <laughs> Gentle listener, I just took a drink of water when Bob said that. And I almost lost it all over. Uh, yeah, no, um, he's, he, you know, I think he pioneered many things, um, including the s- super smarmy asshole character. Yeah. I think he mm-hmm. and Groucho Marx really, you know, that, that know-it-all. I always have to be the funniest guy in the room. I always have to be the smartest guy in the room. And <clears throat> most male comics took that up. Um, and now it's changing. I've noticed it's changing in the last 10 or so years. And with more female comics being brought forward. Do you know what I mean? Right. And distributed. And I really welcome that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> smarmy know-it-allness has its time and place. But, yeah. 
Well, you would know. <clears throat> um, I don't find Bob Hope funny on screen or in this comic. Do you think he punched this comic up? Do you think he was consulted? I doubt it. Yeah. It, although it, they did capture the tone, it does seem... Yes. It does seem like it's... Uh, now, I did... I'm spoiling things, but I did look at the letters page, which seemed oh. like it was designed to explain to the reading audience who Bob Hope I did was, because they probably had no I idea. Know. Well, this came out in 1962, right? Um, 66. Oh, I thought it said 1962. Okay. Well, anyway, <clears throat> yeah, I, I read the bio page, too. <laughs> it was, like, very defensive. <laughs> He's funny. He is. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that he'd been a boxer. Um, yeah, you think with that nose. <laughs> Maybe that's what happened to his nose. No, his nose is like super sharp and dainty. Okay. Who knows? Well, maybe it was... I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Hey, look, we should read a comic. <laughs> the, Ad- the Adventures of Bob Hope, number 98. Mm-hmm. The Adventures of is in tiny, tiny print. Oh, my... I didn't even see it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Co-starring that swingin' teen, super hit. <laughs> That's not a name. That's not a... What? <laughs> uh, I read that three times uh, before I understood what it was referring to. Who it was referring to. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh. I'm sorry. I got, actually, what I got caught up in was the description above the title. Rev up your engines for a daffy drag, a merry meet, and a riot of a rally. <laughs> But look out, you'll strip your gears <laughs> laughing at the cool hot rodder. I, I had just so much going on, I got confused. And then all the three characters on the bottom, so we have what? What's the name? The Mummy. Right. We have Frankenstein. Yep. And, and uh, what's her name? The, I don't know, Vampira. They look, <laughs> they look so bored with the way their expressions. <laughs> They're like, just take the photo, please. <laughs> Let's get out of here. And they're not even in, that involved so, uh, in the story. So, No. I did do some Googling. Mm-hmm. Apparently, uh, Super Hip was a recurring character in Bob Hope comics. <laughs> <laughs> they really, I mean, they were wringing the rag out for this one to get this much. Yeah. Uh, okay, anyway, continue, please. Um, uh, Benedict Arnold High School was a recurring location, and all of the teachers were these Universal Pictures monster characters for some reason. Okay. That seemed to have been in vogue in the 60s, I recall. Yeah. The Flintstones had neighbors who were monster things. Yeah. I think I'm getting... I'm I'm remembering some of that. I I gotta say, though, co-starring that swinging teen means, means something real different. Real, real different. Yeah, sure. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and and he um, there's a few moments that we'll get to that I definitely got more of that sense of swinging. You mean just the fact that Bob Hope is hanging out exclusively with teenagers <laughs> throughout? <laughs> yes. Yes and yes. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. we open. Yes. Now, this first page, I don't know how 
familiar you are, you are with technical language, the first page called is called the splash page. You mean the splash page that says, "Hey, watch Superman on television." No, that's an advertisement. Can you imagine on the inside front cover? There are seventy cities and their call stations listed. Can mm-hmm. you imagine, like you know, Shonda back in the back having to put this page together? <laughs> uh, okay, I'm sorry. And it also it looks hand lettered. It does look hand lettered, and and I checked in Palm Beach, Florida. I was raised in West Palm Beach, as that's the right yes. one, even back then. So. Yes, and Columbus, Ohio, where I was raised, that is Nailed correct. It. That would have been the ABC affiliate, I believe. Okay, good. Okay, I'm sorry. The splash page, which we start in Medias Ray. Yes. With, and your dad says that his European business trip has been <laughs> extended. So you've got your choice of. St- I just. I mean. It. <clears throat> sorry. And so you've got your choice of staying with me or with some relatives, Tad. He's referring yeah. to Tad Walleter. Tad Walleter Jutfrus is his full name, according to you Google. You shut up. What? <laughs> Tad Walleter Jutfrus. <laughs> Jutfrus. Now, what nationality would that? I don't know. Now, <clears throat> according to Google, Tad was Bob Hope's nephew, but this appears from context that they're not even related. They just have some kind of unusual living arrangement. And, and Bob Hope lounges on the couch in his bow tie. And dress mm-hmm. shoes. While Tad has scientific equipment directly behind the living area. <laughs> In the first panel, Tad says, I prefer being with you, Mr. Hope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Winkity wink, Winkenheimers. Listen, I, I don't think that's what they were going for but <clears throat> they, they couldn't you never they know uh the second panel so tad's doing yes blip 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 experiments uh-huh. with Science. a erlenmeyer flask i actually know what that is and he says okay brainiac but you do permit me scientific freedom and that's one thing of which i can never get enough that's something that has changed in comics the, of today. Uh, in culture, we don't respect scientists these days. I mean, we, you and What's I. What's this wee stuff? You got a mouse in your pocket? Hoo, hoo, hoo. <laughs> uh, scientists used to be the heroes of stories. Oh, they used to be, right. And popular culture. <clears throat> Not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah, that's some. Um, okay. That's a. That's a. Uh, Fascinating thing. Now, when it explodes, whatever explodes, is that just Bob Hope's temper? Mm -hmm. Or is that... I didn't understand that. I wondered about that myself. I wondered if he had passed wind or something. (laughs) Blown himself out of the house. But no, I think Tad's experiment uh, ignites and catches the house on fire. Oh, right. Because the next page they have gas masks on. and Yes. Evocative artwork. <laughs> <laughs> the gas mask is expertly designed to accommodate Bob Hope's nose. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It looks like a welding mask with a, a toilet paper tube on it. 
that's exactly what it looks like. <laughs> uh, so he's talking about you need a better hobby, and then he says, um, <laughs> like stamps or coins or matchbooks or girls or something or something. Uh, what would a collect? Um, Go ahead. I was just uh, going to say that Tad says he can't extract any joy out of things like that. <laughs> okay, and we're we're very politely skipping over the excruciating racist humor. <clears throat> also, <laughs> also we're skipping over the excruciating jokes. Uh, jokes? They're yeah. they're jokes <laughs> that Bob Hope. Let's put that in quotation yeah, marks. Um, it's just they're so bad. They're so bad, and they're not even... They just totally stop all momentum. And not that not that Dad right. needs to... He's not very peppy anyway, being a logical scientist, but man. <laughs> so uh, my grandparents would have been in their 60s in 1966, and they would have loved these jokes. Oh, yeah? Okay. But they weren't reading comics. Mm-hmm. I think this goes a ways towards explaining the letter column. Okay. Convincing children that this what they're reading is funny. Yes. <laughs> That'll show them. <laughs> uh-huh. That'll convince them. Because it's not. <clears throat> We've already looked at a Jerry Lewis comic. Oh, yes. You know, i got to say, I as big think, of a fan as I am yeah. of this podcast um uh-huh. i i'm i'm a little bit behind i've gotten a little busy a little in the weeds and i'm about two episodes behind so i don't think i've seen i think i think we're done here <laughs> uh-huh <clears throat> um i, I, I de- my deepest apologies now i don't know because i'm so very young i wasn't alive in the 60s but um mm-hmm. i would imagine jerry lewis was more popular with children than bob hope Oh, yeah. Time. Okay, I can believe that. Yeah. Okay, so we're skipping the racist joke at the end about Native Americans. Well, there's just, uh, yes, yeah, a Native American, ha-ha, because the rug is on fire and they're making smoke signals and a friendly neighborhood cop peers over the fence. <laughs> like you do. Yep. Say, when you raise Chief Sitting Bull with those smoke, smoke signals, ask him if his daughter Pocahontas is busy tonight. <laughs> and Bob Hope, expertly replies that's a long distance call officer we never place those until after six is that your bob hope voice is that my bob hope voice no i'm sorry i <clears throat> i have quite a cold as you can hear and so uh, yes. i'm very limited in my skills usually i pride myself in my stupid stupid voice abilities but uh-huh. actually i can't even remember what he sounds like it's kind of like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I'd rather not try. No, or is that Burgess Meredith? <laughs> I get confused. Or is it uh, uh, the gangster guy? Uh, I can't remember that guy's name. I can see his face. Anyway. Edward G. Robinson. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I was saying, I was thinking Edward Arlington Robinson. That's a poet, isn't it? He, uh, okay. Again, I've said too much. Yes, said too much. So let's move on. All right, Tad and Bob are sitting on the curb, all the furniture outside. Yes, well, I turned the page because that was boring. (laughs) Their feet are in puddles, which bothered me. This actually bothered me. (laughs) That is, both of their dress shoes were sitting in a puddle. 
uh, after they tried to extinguish the fire, and then this bizarre angle <laughs> of, uh, up a hill. This this hot rod comes right. rooming down down the hill. Now and, I also and I'm sorry. What? Go ahead. Okay, so the 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 hot rod comes zooming down the hill, mm-hmm. and Tad Wallader says, "I believe in the language of juveniles. That vehicle is known as a hot rod." Now, <laughs> a couple things here. Yeah. First thing, I'm sorry, and then Bob Hope says, "And if that's a hot rod, then the Taj Mahal is a pizza parlor." Oh, that was good. That's a couple thing. A couple things here. If Tad Wallader, Beet Juice or whatever his name is was so proper, wouldn't he say, is known as an hot rod? Is that, uh, does that an rule apply to all H words or only to the word historic? I'll take my answer off there. I don't, okay. (laughs) Okay, so anyway, um, he's he's sitting with his, you know, dress shoes in a puddle, and then he sees a hot rod coming down from the sky, and it splashes on them, and... Uh Would you like to read Bob Hope's uh, exclamation? Blah! <laughs> How was that? I read that as blah. Oh, that could be. I like. Blah, blah. I put a little more vowel sound in my exclamations. You're, you're sitting in a puddle. What do you expect? And by the way, the hot rod looks approximately the size of a spaceship. Right. I angle. I also did some Google research on hot rodding. Which was a yes. fad, which had already passed by the time that this comic was published. So, <laughs> mm. right on. But the... it did have a resurgence in the late seventies, early eighties, because yes. my brothers, my brothers are not as old as you, but they're much older than me. Um, You're really going to drive they... that home, aren't you? <laughs> it's like jolly candy-like <laughs> button that I have to hit uh-huh. every page. Yeah, I apologize. But they used to have hot rod magazines, and when I was, you know, six, seven, eight, I would look at them, and they had giant, you know, rear tires, and then like these exaggerated um, pipes coming out of the cars, and I, um, I used to get fascinated by them. I, would, I, I couldn't really draw them, but they could, and I was just, you know, idolizing them. Um, and uh, I remember calling the big tires. Yes. And my mom still thinks this is adorable. Big meat tires. Those are the big meats. <laughs> <laughs> so no, no reason okay anyway i'm sure that story really maybe there were some other magazines folded in between the pages of the hot rods <laughs> uh okay so anyway who's in the car bob uh the that would rod. be badger and uh what's his name dipshit I wrote Doltish. it down. Badger Goldliver and Doltish. His Badger Goldliver? Badger Goldliver, yes. He's a rich kid who's taken up hot mm. rodding to make his parents mm-hmm. angry. Mm-hmm. And uh, not only are his parents angry, but so is Tad Wallader. Tad Wallader is, is very angry He's because he splooshed. Fit of rage. Yes. Um... Ooh, that badger, I'd like to stick my fingers in his eyes and use him for a bowling ball. <laughs> I like that. And he's kind of vibrating and yeah. Bob Hope is sweating. Oh, he's wet from the splash. Okay. Right. And he's like, add up, baby. That's it. More. 
And then Tad recovers and he says, no, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. He gets I hold of himself. myself to exhibit such coarse emotions. You know and what I always is... say. What's that? Feelings are like treasures, so bury them. <laughs> but it's a weird, it's a very strange antagonism that the writers chose here for this, the beginning of this comic. Well... Um, Apparently there's some kind of ongoing bullying of Tad because he is such an imbecile dork. Okay. Nerd. Okay. I, I gather. That's just what I figured because everyone in the comic is mean to him. I was struggling. I, I had a moment reading this that I, where I thought, is this a Friday afternoon comic or was this like Tuesday after lunchtime? Oh my gosh, I have no idea what to write. <laughs> Let me just fill up some panels here. Uh, I would say towards the end it gets to that point where they're just throwing crap in. Right. For no reason. So, so, some, some of the other comics that you've read on this podcast have really, really been very difficult to follow. And uh, this one is difficult to follow just because it's so boring <laughs> it's so banal it's like oh and he gets and then bob hope's angry with him because he doesn't show emotions and then the hot rod comes over and then it coughs on him or he coughs because it it just it confused me very much well yes badger and Doltish come back for a second <clears throat> round of taunting mm-hmm. which makes tad Walliter so angry mm-hmm. that he uh, start spinning like a tornado I think <laughs> Woom boom boom and this time he blows his this time he blows its, its top right. his top and uh, <laughs> the next panel he is popping out of the top of a tornado as super hip yes and I'm sorry just because I'm reading this on an electronic device uh-huh. the, um, the ad I thought was really funny to me. <laughs> like the the disjunct, you know, it's like woof, 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 boom, boom, boom. And then all of a sudden, Grandpa Munster digs the Dragula. <laughs> I thought that was actually really funny. I was like, oh, are we doing like two stories at the same time here? And But no. it's just an ad. It's just something. an ad for a model okay, so kit. Skip. So, so Super yes. Hip, as mentioned, is a recurring character, apparently. Mm-hmm. He is secretly Tadwallader. Whirling, swirling, hair-curling tornado of repressed emotions. Mm. Mm-hmm. Again, the closeted language. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Superhip describes himself as a high flyer in a time of sunken souls. Mm-hmm. A belly laugh in the frozen face of conformity. Wow. Uh, an imported mozzarella cheese on the pizza of life. Are you serious? Yes. It's right there. It's Italian. Uh, uh. Super Hip knows <laughs> that he is Tad Walliter, but Tad Walliter does not know that he's Super Hip. Again, my point. <laughs> it's like... Okay, so he... T- <laughs> just Let's move on. He has a super guitar, yeah. and he changes himself into a detour sign to send mm-hmm. Bully Badger down the road to disaster. Let's say that a different way. Now armed with my super guitar, I change myself into a detour sign and send Bully Badger down the road to disaster. I bet. Am I allowed to do effeminate voices? Yes. It's okay, encouraged, good, actually. Okay. Um, 
So Dolatish and Badger follow the detour sign. And by the way, the detour sign is the best art in the whole comic. <laughs> <laughs> it's his face, but in a circle, like stop uh-huh. sign looking thing and a detour arrow and like a, yeah, it's, it's ma- magical. I love it. <laughs> uh, detour, uh, uh, Dolatish Badger. and Badger uh, mm-hmm. drive right into a swamp. Uh, the Schultz Swamp. The Schultz Swamp. <laughs> I want to know more about this. Why is it named that? Yeah, I don't know. Is there a uh, Hogan's Heroes like tie in here? Could, could, uh, could be. That's a stretch. Sorry. <clears throat> uh, the car and, sinks. And, They're climbing on top mm-hmm. of each other, homoerotically. <laughs> uh, but Badger escapes. Yes, with a blup, blup, blup. And he says, hold on, Doltish, the horseshoe and rope will get you out. <laughs> and actually, this is a close second to best art in the comic. Doltish has a goose egg atop his, uh, poking through his hair while yeah. he tries to get dragged out of the Schultz swamp. He says, ugh, nice work, Badger, but I'm sure glad you didn't find a rope with a piano tied to it, which I don't understand that at all. I don't either. Uh, I'm wondering if the horseshoe was all just a setup for the artist to get to draw that goose egg. Because <laughs> wouldn't the rope be enough to rescue someone from the swamp? Listen, you're asking questions <laughs> um, that are... You're, you're demanding things of this really basically non-superhero comic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Again, it's such a banal story. It's so... Uh, just boring. And actually, I say superhero, but then in the next page super hip transforms right. into like into a matador with a cape uh-huh. what's, that? what's the first rule of opera Bob I don't know I know I should know well maybe you can edit this out the first rule of opera <laughs> is never put a fag in a cape <laughs> uh, I might remind you that a fag in a cape once saved you from burning to death <laughs> I'm talking, uh, listeners. My precious life. Was I can't saved. believe I, we haven't told. We maybe we have told this story before on the podcast. You have, yes. Okay. Well, I'll just remind everyone. Doctor Husband was appearing in the title role of Don Giovanni, <laughs> and some chorus boys backstage were playing with <laughs> lit sterno because that's how you do fire effects on stage. Just a stick nailed to a can of Sterno. I was not playing with it, but I was right next to the person playing with it. Right, right, right. Um, so the lit Sterno splashed out onto the wooden stage and set the stage on fire. <laughs> so Dr. Husband... <laughs> Dr. Husband uh, whipped off his cape, beat out the fire... Put the cape back on and went right out on stage. on stage. And all of that Strode happened in just one fluid movement. Cape off, beat fire out, cape on, on stage. Were you, did, did you see it too? I did. <laughs> Were you... Um, I had my hand more? on the door ready to exit. I was not about to be burned to death. 
you're like, screw this, I'm out of here. Yep. Were you, did you find that um, moment of bravado, like, more attracting, more attractive? Or... Um, I was just like, you know, how do people think to do that so quickly? Right. Yeah. I would have had to spend more time analyzing the situation. Well, yeah. the person who did spill it had been warned in dress rehearsal oh. to not hold the torch like a super effeminate, you know, Statue of Liberty. <laughs> That's a piece of information I didn't have. Like, literally, firm wrist, Derek. <laughs> like, <laughs> literally, that was said on the God mic. <laughs> In rehearsal. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay. Let's get back to the caped comic. Yes. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just remembering all these details now. Okay. <clears throat> Super hip, turns into a matador uh, because Doltish and Badger are walking into a field of bulls. I'm sorry, I just had this image. As, what if the sterno hadn't been put out and his cape was still lit as uh-huh. he walked on the stage? That would be what awesome. amazing effect. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, you know, just a little little fringe of fire. Yeah. Okay, sorry, go ahead. Uh, Back to the bulls. Well, they're in a field of bulls. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have more than one bull in a field, would you? No, because they're they would fight each other constantly for mm-hmm. dominance. Well, we've got two bulls, and they're both charging at <laughs> Super Hip, mm-hmm. and Super Hip dodges, and the bulls hit Badger and Doltish. Okay, and just before that, he says, "Here, Toro, yeah, vaya Torosito, move your huarachas, muchachos." <laughs> And I is think that, is that real Spanish? Uh, parts of that I think. What's are? a for, I don't know. Ju- Juaracha. I I want to say it's like pants, pantalones. I don't oh, know. I don't I'm know. just gonna Google it. Okay. Uh, nope. Nobody can find. It's not a word. <laughs> <laughs> Great job. Uh, who wrote this? Kevin? Uh, who wrote this? Uh, Arnold Drake. And did he write... What else did he write? He wrote... Uh, I believe he wrote the Jerry Lewis comic. But he also wrote the Doom Patrol. I like that one. Yeah. But mm. it's also whacked out. Crazy. Yeah. Okay. Good job, Arnold. Yeah. All right. So they get they get uh, Doltish and uh, Squeebity Bop. Yeah. Get... Get uh, quam. That's I like that word a lot. Quam. <laughs> That's the the with the stars and the when the impact. Uh huh. It's badger um, gets tossed into wait, the tree. Badger? Into the tree. Yeah, I don't know which ones. They, which they they switched colors. Um, Super Hip flies off with his battle cry, Black to Lawrence Welk. That's. I mean, that is so. Oh, I don't want to say wonderful. <laughs> it's so specific. It's such a weird... Oh, my gosh. Literally anything else would have been right. more believable. Um, did I ever tell you that I wanted... My fondest desire was to be a Lawrence Welk singer? <clears throat> uh, I think you have. Please continue. Please refresh my memory. Well, we had enforced viewing of Lawrence Welk yes. in my youth because uh, that's what mm-hmm. my grandmother wanted to watch. Mm-hmm. So if we were at her house, we had to watch that, along with uh, every ABC mm-hmm. soap opera. 
And so I just thought it was wonderful. They just, they're always so happy and singing. Yes. Pleasant. Smiling. Mm-hmm. Singing with their teeth out. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, although in hindsight, it was a lot like a musical version of this comic. Bland and not attractive to young people. Yeah, completely unthreatening. Um, yeah. However, young people would have hated Lawrence Welk, so that's why they put that in this comic, Black to Lawrence Welk. <laughs> Trying to speak to the youth of America. Oh, I just realized what he looks like. Um, that cartoon, what's it called? Johnny Dynamo. Johnny, Johnny Rocket? Like uh, mm-hmm. car- cartoon from like the 90s or something, or the 2000s. What? Johnny. Oh, I'm going to have to try to pull that file in my brain. Yeah, it's I got the same huge about. hairdo. Okay, anyway. From the 90s? So it, yeah, Johnny. I can, I, I can oh, yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. Uh, Johnny um, With the Blue Jeans? Johnny Rocket. Yeah. Johnny, Johnny Rocket? I think, I don't know. Okay. So it ends with a cliffhanger. Yes. Even though this is, this is all within the same comic. Right. Well, it's a chapter. Mm-hmm. We have a new chapter coming up. Tad wakes up with a matador hat in his head. No idea. Which does not look like a matador hat. It looks like a pillbox a church lady would wear. <laughs> right, with flowers on the sides. Oh, hold on. Hold the F on. Yes. The best line in the whole comic at the top. Uh, Doltish is up in the tree because Badger has blue jeans and he's put back into Schultz Swamp. Right. Badger says, Ow! I got more sore spots than a bareback rider on a porcupine. You're calling that the best line? Um, <clears throat> it's, um, it's evocative and <laughs> it has a nice rhythm to it. Okay. I would say it has a, you know, I don't want to say it's in, in pentameter, but it has really a nice, you know, Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh huh. I got more sore spots than a bareback rider on a porcupine. Which reminds me of my favorite Hank Hill. That was me trying to do a voice, even uh-huh. though I have a cold. That's... My favorite Hank Hill line. Yeah. From King of the Hill. Yeah. I, that was futile. I'll tell you what. I felt like a three legged cat trying to bury turds on a frozen pond. That's good. Yeah. That reminds me. Anyway. I went out to walk the dogs this morning, and there's snow on the Uh ground. Okay. And the yard was full of rabbit turds dotting the snow. What? Yeah. On top? On top, yeah. Atop the blanket of snow? Mm Mm-hmm. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. How many would you say? Uh, 47. (laughs) Individual pellets. Okay. Like, um, all around a bush or something, or just out in the open? Out in the open. Hmm. It's a dangerous thing. Uh, no. Because I realized the danger of that and pulled her away. Good. My dogs like to sneak into my master bathroom, where Mm -hmm. the cat litter is. We have an 18-year-old cat we try to keep separate from them. And I have two one-year-old puppies, and uh, they like to snack on her cat poop. Sure, sure. And, Dogs love cat poop. And it skeeves me out so bad. I, like, have to shake my hands like a, you know, 11-year-old girl. And, right. like, 
dance because it's like. <clears throat> Do they try to kiss you then? Well, that's the problem. Okay. Because I, I, I forget a few hours later and they right. come up for some affection and and then, yeah, that's the worst of all possible worlds. You'll recall my dear departed Fred. Yes. Who ate Sweet his friend. own shit and then <laughs> would come in for a kiss. He ate his own? I thought he ate Safi's. Nope. His own. Ugh. I Horrible. mean, it helped with yard maintenance because we didn't have to do too much cleanup, but... Hey, Jake. Yes. What's your BQ? <laughs> Brotherhood quotient. I can barely talk about this panel, this whole page, because it's <laughs> unbelievable. President Lyndon B. Johnson has declared February 20th through 26th <laughs> Brotherhood Week. An unstinting yeah. dedication to freedom, tolerance, and individual dignity gave us our mighty nation. United and determined, we must stand ready to preserve our legacy. And then there's an asterisk. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't figure out where the asterisk goes to. Oh, no. To brotherhood. Oh, no, quotient. I'm sorry. It's um, it's quotation marks. I'm so sorry. It looks like a star. I'm so sorry. Okay. Okay. But, <clears throat> um, would you like to take a quiz? <laughs> no, I don't want to do any of this, but I want to talk about it. But I can't uh, talk about it. This is the most ridiculous. I mean, it, it, how do you describe this? Um... I'm going to update some of the language. 11 categories. 11 categories. Uh, so I'm going to name something and you answer ugh, dislike, um, like, so so lukewarm, or no thought. Ready? V- vacant. Okay. Alligators. Ugh, dislike. Baptists. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm not gonna make it through. <laughs> I can't I can't make it through. It's like <laughs> um I'm gonna <laughs> There are so many Baptists I know and some of them are such terrible people and right. the others are such wonderful people. Mm-hmm. So I can I say lukewarm? Sure, sure. <laughs> I, I swear to God, Bob, I can't do this. <laughs> In for a penny, in for a pound. Cabbage. <laughs> you do like cabbage, oh I God. know. You've been making cabbage steaks, haven't you? That's right, that's right. Uh, marinated, roasted cabbage steaks. Okay, they are, I guess you like or farts. Actually, but... grilled is better than roasted, but uh, listener, you should uh, Google that and uh, treat yourself because it's crazy good okay and cheap so we went just to recap yep over my squealing and coughing yes alligators baptists and cabbage right (laughs) and i can tell you it gets worse from here catholics (laughs) okay i'm i'm gonna try to hold it together Mm -hmm. even though i'm tearing up (laughs) can i say no thought vacant is that safe sure yep okay detective stories God damn it. <laughs> oh my god. This is the stupidest thing. Okay. Um I like them. Okay, good, good. Foreigners. And next. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um yes, I do love foreigners. I really okay. do. I have a lot of foreigners who are now my friends. Um Indians. 
Okay. I'm guessing because they just said foreigners, they're talking about Native Americans and not subcontinental yes. Indians. Yes. Uh, I'm going to say like. I'm going to say um, like. I'm going to tell you something. I like both categories, Native Americans and subcontinental Indians. Oh, well. Okay, then. I guess you have the higher ground. No, no. I'm just an observation. I'm just covering all my bases. <laughs> Uh, Jewish people. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, like, let's just let's just review one more time for everybody right. listening. Mm-hmm. Alligators, Alligators, Baptists, yeah. Cabbage, Catholics, detective stories, foreigners, Indians, and Jews. <laughs> oh my God! Long hair music. Even. That must be jazz, I'm guessing. Oh my god. It's just, I mean, the apples and oranges, this is like the most apples and oranges thing mm-hmm. I've ever. <laughs> I got him crying. <laughs> it's so stupid. Okay, so no, I hate long hairs. Okay, good. African Americans. <laughs> okay, okay. Only that's, um, that's yes. not the word they used in 1966. They used. But... Yeah, they used it, the 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 proper N word yes. as if Dan Quayle was spelling it mm-hmm. with an E. <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> Spiders. And then the final. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, Ugh. I did not, I did not see any of this coming. Uh, when I read this comic. And I had to put the phone down and walk away. I was laughing <laughs> so hard at this. Okay. So, uh, we, we still have more panels to get to, Jake. Would you freaking pull it together? Okay. Do so, you believe that all men are created equal, yes or no? And then there's these beautiful portraits of different mm-hmm. races. Um, yes, I would have to say yes. Yes. Do you think all young people should have the same chance for education, sports, and jobs, yes or no? Okay, and then this panel is interesting because it has an African-American male with a whistle in his mouth. Um, oh, yes. Refereeing a... I, I I guess it's a white female and a Asian female playing basketball. Um, I'm not. Or are sure. those males? I can't tell. Okay, so this They're is young really people. this is really breaking a lot of barriers. Yes. And I was I'm I'm sorry I'm still trying to get my throat under control from all the laughing. <laughs> When a new child comes to your neighborhood, do you go out of your way to make him feel at home? Yes or no? Um, yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Good. So then in the summation panel. The summation <clears throat> panel. How, do you, how did you make out in test A? <clears throat> that was the alligators and Baptist panel. All of us have some things we don't like. When they're vegetables or insects, no one cares. But when they're people... <laughs> no one cares. I don't know about that. <clears throat> but when they're people, you hurt them and cheat yourself. That's right, Bob. If you scored three yes answers on questions B, C, and D, you're okay. If you didn't, you better start thinking about it. Yeah. Um, I do have to say, <clears throat> I'm currently reading The Soul of America by John Meacham, which is talking mm-hmm. a lot about the civil rights I read rights stuff, too. Do you? Uh-huh. Good, good, good. Um, 
I mean, I don't read a lot of things that don't have pictures, but this is a good book. I recommend it. <laughs> but he's talking about the civil rights movement. And so here we are in 1966, midstream in the civil rights movement. Yes. And I do have to applaud DC Comics for lots of these one-panel things, like with Superman chastising people who are being ignorant and racist. Yeah, they didn't have to do that at all. They could have, they could have you know really sold even maybe sold more comics by by not even tipping a toe in this civil rights water that's not Possibly. the way to say that Jake. that's not the way to say that at all <laughs> i think we take your meaning okay okay so the bq my my bq was can't take the quiz i'm laughing too hard <laughs> um, um isn't quotient isn't quotient in um in division though Oh, for Christ's sake. I don't know. Well, my, my daughter is in fourth grade, and mm-hmm. she's doing, like, multiplying literally three-digit three, three numbers by three-digit numbers. And she's asking me to check her work, and I'm just staring at her like, no idea how to do that. I have no idea. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I don't even know where to start. Right. I, I can see that you are doing it, and it looks great. Good job. Um, um, maybe you can Google it. Can I Google it right now? Sure. Okay, I'll get right on that. Okay, quotient. Um, I remember a result obtained by dividing one quantity by another. A degree or amount of a specific quality. Okay. So are we dividing how much you hate cabbage by how much you hate Catholics? (laughs) Um... Yeah, I got nothing. I, I, yeah, it's really I, hard for me to even. <laughs> let's. Oh, I'm so on. sorry. You hit the ball to me, and I, I, I fumbled it. Okay. Yeah, because then we get to part two, the boys from Splitsville, which mm-hmm. is. I don't want to say it's funny, <laughs> but boy, boy, it really puts in the effort to be funny. Yeah. I mean, it's every panel is like chock full of words and sight gags, and you know what I mean. Right. We and, are in uh, we're in the home of Badger Goldliver. Yes. Uh sorry, the home of Godfrey Goldliver. Well that's the father of Badger's the... father, yes. Yeah. Presumably it's his home as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. And here's the joke. Eddie's loyal peasants, what goodies have you slaved over the long night to satisfy my delicate palate? And there's five chefs in a row. Uh-huh. Spanish sausage, English attic, Russian caviar, and the last guy says, an American heartburn. Hardy har har. I like that uh, Badger is wearing a, a morning suit. Yes. With an ascot and his hot yes. rod helmet and gloves. His hot rod helmet and gloves, so you know who he is. Right. I just One I didn't notice that he was wearing a. Was he wearing a tuxedo before? No. Uh, he, no. He had proper he hot rod a, clothes before. Yeah, he had green uh, blue jeans on, and uh, yeah, so. <clears throat> And then the, the and right out the gate, first panel, second panel, they they I think that uh, Albert is that who wrote this? Arnold Drake. Arnold, sorry, Arnold um, shot his shot, as the kids say. Oh. He <laughs> he says uh, he says you uh, Badger says to the guy who's the American heartburn joke. He says you made a joke, didn't you? I should dismiss you. 
And the chef says, Oh, no, sir, please, not that. I have a wife, four children, six grandchildren, and a cocker spaniel. And Badger says, All right, I'll relent. I like dogs. Huh. I, I, I struggle with the reading of that, but there's no way to make that funny. No. <laughs> um, hey, you're pretty good at voices. You should join one of my theatrical troops. One of them? Well, yes, we have the uh, our all-American men of war at war players, and the um, well, I can't remember the romance troop name <clears throat> at the moment, but I did not know any of this, and I am on board, hundred uh, percent. You know, we do the dramatic readings of the comics. Oh, you and husband. Yes. Well, you know what? You guys are so fucking good at it. No, no, no. <laughs> like I. I I would be, I would be privileged and honored. Okay. Well, I'll so. have my people talk to you. Except, wife I, is that who I have cor- to talk to? I corpse so much <laughs> when trying to record things. Uh, yes, please talk to my mm-hmm. wife agent. Wife agent. Yeah. Lots of people getting beaten with a fish. Yes. Splat. 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 Uh, presumably, the fish is already cooked, so that wouldn't work out that well. No, not at all. And it's a breakfast, isn't it? It is. So maybe it's smoked. That would that would um, do some damage. Is that what rich people eat? Yes, yeah, smoked kipper for breakfast. Mm. You bet. It's just, um, yeah, it's so strange. Now, I don't want to... <sighs> this is awkward. <laughs> Go on. Godfrey, Godfrey really resembles... One of us more than the other, and I, <laughs> <clears throat> I just hate to bring it up. It's kind of striking. Um, Don't I you think? Do have more hair on my head than that? <laughs> but you do jab your finger at people at breakfast. Uh huh. Sure. Like he does. Yep. And you do put out cigars mm-hmm. on In your servants' hands. hands. Yep. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it took me forever to see what that was because there's no cigar in his hand. And oh, it's in his mouth. Oh, I see. But in the previous, <clears throat> the previous page, there's no cigar anywhere, and then all of a sudden, a cigar appears in his mouth. Well, he probably in between panels, someone lit it for him and stuck in his mouth. Oh, that's right. I will say I do. So, so in the middle panel there on the left, mm-hmm. I do look like Badger. You absolutely do. Kind of dopey smile. A finger on my chin, going. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I dirtied the old one yesterday. Could the, I have a new hot rod? Yeah. Badger says. Badger wants a new hot rod. Uh, what he really wants is an eighteen thousand dollar Rolls Royce, stripped down to give it an air of charming junk. That's that rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Right. Eighteen thousand dollars for a Rolls Royce? Say, I could almost afford that. <laughs> Get that on eBay. Uh, um. Mr. Uh, what's his name? Goldliver. Yes. Senior. Mm-hmm. Orders his secretary to create yeah. a hot rod. Uh, he wants three engineers from General Motors, also two professors from Caltech, also a Russian <laughs> physicist. Yeah. And a can of bright paint. And a foxtail. I don't get that. A foxtail. Yeah. What? He wants a can of bright paint and a foxtail. He looks like Gorilla Grodd in that painting. <laughs> Very good <laughs> reference. Uh, 
bows. Thank you. Okay, so then, meanwhile, then later, yeah, Tad Bob's back with place. a baby carriage full of junk with which he's going <laughs> baby to build. Carriage. <laughs> he's going to build his own hot rod. Yes, with an ion engine. Yes, and uh, this is actually some of the best writing because uh, Bob is peering in from the outside. He says, Uh Dad's been working quietly in the garage for hours, but how do you quietly build a hot rod? And who's he talking to? And then Tad says, but keep in mind Einstein's initial refutation of Planck's theory of a linear oscillation, and regarding the work of Nobel laureates Yang and Lee on subatomic particles, pay particular... Tad, this is how you build a hot rod? Uh, one second, Mr. Hope. You'll lure attention to the erratic (laughs) patterns of the Mu Mason. (laughs) That was excellently done. That was excellent. Very well done. Really, yeah. And so I guess he's just recording his notes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Mr. Hope, you know what an ion is, of course. Hey, there's a child in the frame of the Okay, the child looks to go upstairs now because I'm recording a podcast, okay? <laughs> Sticking. We're just going to make faces at each other. It's fine. Oh, he wants to show you the Sonic drink that he got. Oh, Hurry terrific. Up. Okay. Wah, 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 wah. And it's red inside. Wow. And it's barely even been eaten. You need to go upstairs and finish all of that. Okay. I'm going to use a spoon. Okay, go upstairs. <clears throat> okay. <sighs> that was one of Jake's back. beautiful children. <clears throat> I... He just finishes the ion. Uh, yes, you know what an ion engine. is, of course, Mister Hope. Any <laughs> fool knows that. Like if your clothes are wrinkled, <laughs> you got an ion. Um. <sighs> uh, uh, uh. We're getting to the point where does these... Bob Hope? What does Bob Hope walk around with? Like a laugh track in his head. <laughs> He must. Like a defensive mechanism. Because there's no other explanation. (laughs) Uh, Okay. The following day at Drag Strip Flats. Yep. And these young ladies are... um, Buxom? uh, Yeah. And And also... Posing in a way that best flatters their figures. Yes. I've tried this, by the way. It doesn't flatter their figure. (laughs) No, I could see that. Uh, mm-hmm. Are these the kind of hot rods that your brothers used to draw? Uh, similar, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Giant, crazy pipes coming out, yeah. And then the joke is the um, doltish, I guess, is trying to clean the windshield with a pile of of money, right? And, and uh, just to really drive the point home. And Badger says, <laughs> "Don't clean my windshield with one dollar bills, you fool! Only tens." Yeah, only only. Oh, tens. that's the punchline. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's rich. Badger <laughs> uh, takes off at his hot rod. Yeah. Average time one hundred twenty-seven point eight miles per hour. Mm-hmm. Vroom. A new for state Badger, record. Yeah. Uh, the girls are gathered round, and here comes Tadwallader. Yes. In his <clears throat> car that has says cogitate on the side, <laughs> and uh, the girl says, 
Some hot rod. It couldn't beat a crippled turtle in a race downhill. <laughs> and the other girl says, with a 10-mile tailwind. And then Doltish says, and a push. <laughs> I'm cool, right? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, Rain beats brawn. That's Tadwaller's right. motto. I say that twice a day, I think. <laughs> Tadwallader <laughs> takes off in his hot rod with the ion engine and exceeds the speed mm-hmm. of life. Light. Yeah. It's amazing. Uh-huh. And then he goes in circles? Now... <laughs> the artwork is very confusing. Yeah, he go because otherwise... I don't know why he does that. Oh, because he'll run out of road because he's traveling at the speed of light. Now... Oh, right. Is that not going to destroy the Earth? If he moves in a circle at the speed of light, would that do like a black hole or something? Yeah, it probably would. I mean, although that was the 60s. Right. Um, the speed of light was the same <laughs> in the 60s. No. No? No, it was, it, no, it was slower. Okay. Everybody cool. knows that. Everybody knows that. Uh, Come on. The Come resulting on. crash, because of course if you're traveling at the speed of light, you crash... Uh, ends up in super hip popping out of Tad Wallader's body. <laughs> what will they split into separate entities? Super hip yeah, is I'm there. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There's a very important detail we've yes. missed. Um, he says, I'm approaching the speed of light. No one knows what can happen if a man. Okay. But the explanation in that same panel says oh, half right. a minute later at 17,000 miles per second. Uh-huh. Isn't the speed of light much faster than that? Let's Google. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to be nuts about it. Okay, so, and then also while you're Googling, the yeah. uh, active word as, as, the, as, the, um, as the hot rod speeds is bajoom. Bajoom, and they, and they use it twice. They use bajoom right. twice, and then in the final panel, va va voom. So these are all sexy words, Bob. So yes, the speed of light is one hundred and eighty-six thousand miles per second. Right. So okay. that's uh, very different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He does say okay, that so he's approaching the speed of light. He doesn't say he's actually at the speed of light. Right, right, right. Okay, so <clears throat> moving on. Yes. So Super Hip pops out with yep. his overcombed hair. Uh, like It's jeans. not a comb over. It's like overcombed. Get it? Right. Uh-huh. I can still see the lines. Well, there is some kind of back combing and hairspray going on there. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a male beehive, isn't it? Yes, exactly. Thank you. It's kind of but like also, uh, lesbian hair a little bit. It's... <laughs> like middle-aged lesbian hair. Yeah, it's got kind of a butt cut in the middle because it's, yep. it's parted down the middle. Um, Tadwallader, meanwhile, has... I'm sorry, the David Cassidy. Rest in peace. Oh, yes. Tadwallader has been uh, completely drained of all pigment. Clothes and skin. <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, he looks a little like Tintin. Are you familiar with Tintin? Yes, he does. He looks like a... Uh, yes. So, Super Hip comes out and says... I can't read this. What does he say? Uh, oh. When we approach the speed of light, Splitsville. 
Splitsville is the stupidest word. I love it. So Super Hip tries to reintegrate with Tadwallader and causes an mm-hmm. explosion. Bahoom. Bahoom. Now, this is where we go off the rails. Well, oh, this is where, yes. <laughs> this is the... This is might take the cake as long as I've listened to your podcast for the stupidest arc. Stupidest story. There is... Uh, we... Uh, flash... What do we call that? Flash sideways when we go to another random location? <laughs> We flash sideways to a candy store. Yeah. Where a man wearing a propeller beanie feeds one. A man. A man. Like a 60 year old man, probably. Yeah. (laughs) He feeds. He wants a dollar's worth of pennies for the gumball machine. Right. Mm -hmm. He feeds individually 100 pennies into the gumball machine, whereupon the floor drops open into a secret room below the candy store. Mm hmm. Uh. There's some kind of spy organization down there, which has a woman in a cat costume kept in a cage. And she is leering at everybody. Leering at everybody. Oh, no, wait. That's a different place entirely. Because it says, meanwhile, at the headquarters of Zoing. (laughs) So at the headquarters of Zoing... (laughs) That's, oh man, I gotta, that's, I just gotta, just appreciate that. That's great. The uh, cat lady <laughs> is let out of jail and she eats yes. the man that let her out. Just snaps him right up. Um, and then we go back, so, so we have two panels somewhere else, and then we go back to four <laughs> panels somewhere else, and then we're just like, it's Friday, let's go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and now... We're at Benedict Arnold High School, where suddenly Tad Walleter with no pigment, a uh, 60-year-old man with a propeller beanie, and the cat lady, whose name is mm-hmm. Ruth, uh, <laughs> is hiding behind a tree talking to Superhip. Yes. More to come. Keep turning pages, Which you lucky I know. fools. <laughs> yeah, and it doesn't... Um, <laughs> they really break in the fourth wall there, aren't they? Where? Which... You're going to have uh, to be more the, specific. Uh, right at the end, what you just read. More to come. Keep turning pages, you lucky fools. Yes. <laughs> it's uh, like, why am I lucky? Do I have to keep reading this? <laughs> oh, wait. We have a statement of ownership here, which is going to tell us the circulation of this title. Mm-hmm. Paid circulation is uh, 191000 Yeah. That's not a lot. Uh, that's quite a bit. Actually, no, that's not. I mean, for the lot, t- for the time, not. <laughs> for these days, yes. That's that's pretty incredible. I actually didn't see those circulation numbers. I didn't know that that's what they were for until recently. Huh. I mean, I know what circulation numbers are for. I didn't know but why that are they in the inside? Why are they printed in the comic? Well, I, I guess that. that it had you had to do an annual statement of ownership and print <clears throat> the circulation numbers for legal reasons. I don't know. I just made that up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, part right, three. Moving, moving on. I'm too young to die. Mm-hmm. Super hip starts singing a song to the cat lady. 
Okay, where's your song, Bob? I need a song. Uh, I don't have a voice. You got to sing it. A guy named Pete was the clumsiest king. Was on the dance floor when his girl spilled her drink. Two cubes of ice went down the crack of his back. Poor Pete tried everything to stop that attack. His feet were jumping, his arms were pumping, were started slumping, you ought to know. They call it Pete's Beat. They keep dancing around until their feet's beat. Cause they all love that sound, it really beats Pete. How that sound got around, but still it's Pete Beat that keeps rocking the town. It's called Pete's Beat, written by Arnold Drake. Copyright 1964. That's right. Which was two and years was before awesome. this comic was printed, so that means he's been sitting oh. this song. <laughs> that, for, as uh, the kids say, that song slaps. They... <laughs> I'd like to slap whoever wrote that. <laughs> um, and, and then they smooch. Yes, and she gets electrocuted, apparently. Yeah, well, that's bound to happen. I mean, look at him. Uh, maybe it's a wire in his guitar got loose. <laughs> Crazy, sweetie. But could we stop at a music store first? I think I need a new bass string. Um, hmm. I like her boot booties. Is that what we call those? Yeah. She's got full velociraptor claws on the ends of her slip-on pumps. Yeah, th- that can't be practical. Neither can her outfit. <laughs> yeah. I'll put a picture uh, on Facebook. Now here we are at Benedict Arnold High School with the aforementioned uh, faculty of ghouls. <laughs> so Vampira, yes. I think Vampira is the principal and the mummy uh, is the driving played, instructor. Played here by Melania Trump. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that... I didn't notice that before. <laughs> no, her eyes are too open. <laughs> oh, burn. Burn, roasted. Uh, the mummy is the driving instructor in all the children. There's uh, Doltish mm-hmm. in the crowd of mm-hmm. high school students that look like they're 40. <laughs> I do. Oh, my God. Wait, I'm 40. I don't look like that. <laughs> um... No, you do kind of look like Doltish a little bit. Hey, you take it Your back. nose is smaller. Listen, Bob, yes? hurt people hurt people, okay? Uh, you said I looked like Godfrey Goldliver. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm... I'm... Okay. There's a whole subplot now about... I don't even know because I stopped reading because there was so many words. <laughs> subplots on subplots. But apparently, the beanie man and the cat lady are both looking for a person with no pigment mm-hmm. whom they don't mm-hmm. realize is Tad Walliter, mm-hmm. even though he's mm-hmm. interacting with them mm-hmm. and has no pigment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's really really difficult to read all this terrible. Uh-huh. I mean. <laughs> Most of each panel is full of words, and they're dumb, and it's a dumb plot, and it's dumb, and it makes me... Although, I think Veronica Lodge is in the upper right panel. Yeah. It looks like Veronica. Mm -hmm. So, see... I've always had a a thing for brunettes, so... Uh, Your wife kind of looks like Veronica. 
Only she's not evil. She, she's like a cross between Brooke Shields and Veronica Lodge. Uh-huh. And, but she's really a Betty inside. Right. Yeah. So the best of all. She would be, she would be so embarrassed that we're talking about her. Luckily, I don't think she'll ever listen. Never. Uh, so, so the man, moving on. it turns out that the man is from a soap company. And the cat lady is from a washing machine company. Uh-huh. And she's trying to get the secret of the uh, pigmentless person mm-hmm. to develop a washing machine that can wash without soap. Mm-hmm. And, and they, the, keep, they keep... Go, sorry, go ahead. The man from the soap company, of course, doesn't want that because then all the soap companies would be out of business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a captivating... Plot. Uh huh. So there's lots do... of back and forth. They're calling back to headquarters. Zoing. We do find out vital statistics on Tad Walliter. He's 16, 5'10, mm-hmm. 155 pounds. Yes. Skin white, hair white, eyes white. <laughs> and just two panels before that, the guy with the beanie says, uh, We don't know his name, do we? The guy with the beanie? Uh, he's the man from Flub. Okay, the man from Flub is talking to headquarters, and the guy from headquarters says, Describe him. We'll check our files to make sure he's not a zoing counter agent. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't read all the panels, but I read that one, and I laughed a little bit at that. Did he That's all. It was just like he had Tourette's or something. Uh, make sure he's not a zoing counter agent. Lying. Lying. Flyin'. Oh, wait, that's Jerry Lewis. He's not in this one. No. Okay. Sorry. But we'll have you back, Sorry. because that was a very good voice. <laughs> uh, Tad Walliter realizes that he's being pursued by the man from Flub, and ditches him at the gas station. Mm-hmm. Man from Flub steals a bicycle from the Bicycle Museum, mm-hmm. <laughs> which just happens to be on the premises of the filling station. Mm-hmm. So uh, and this little joke, the little joke, uh, the little cat yeah. is thinking, whose scooter? Which refers to, God, this is so hard to even care about or understand. <laughs> the back of the gas station attendant has words on it that say, scooter is coming. And yeah. then the cat in the next panel thinks, whose scooter? Right. <clears throat> which I'm, I, I don't know if that's a comic book nerd reference. or It is. So we've, not in this issue, <laughs> but we have seen... Ads in other issues we've been reading lately for Swing with Scooter, which is a new title that's going to be starting soon. Uh, Scooter is a British musician who comes to the United States and has zany adventures akin to Archie Comics. Okay. But we'll be covering um, that in due time. Oh, my God. You you know, God bless you. You can make it (laughs) funny and interesting. But I am I am so bored with the ending. Of, this should be the denouement. This should be yeah. like the most exciting part of the comic. And it's so much text, and it's so poorly drawn, and it's like half. You're getting like little half scenes mm-hmm. of these different things. So he gets on the bicycle, and Super Hip pushes him, and he goes off into the swamp again. Well, it's a field. I hope there's no bulls there. Yeah, and then. And then we're back Tad to the goes race. Back into his, 
Yeah, all, all of a sudden. Meanwhile, at the drag strip. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not quite clear what happens if if uh, Super Hip like tries to get in the car with Tad and causes an explosion that makes them speed up past Badger. Yeah, that was my first read. But but Ted Walliter's hot rod was already super fast, so... Right, except that Badger had stuffed uh, a handkerchief in the exhaust so it wouldn't run. Oh, yeah. That's... <laughs> that's a, <laughs> uh, the, the last bit before Arnold, you know, left Friday afternoon at, four, right. at 5 o'clock... The last panel, second to last panel says, You remember me, old King Cool, the Duke of the Discotheques, Baron of the Big Beat. And Tad Wallader says, Also, Pharaoh of Phonies, Prince of Pinheads, and Sultan of Slobs. If Hertz puts you here, let him take you back. And. Yeah, what? Hertz uh, Renicar? That's a lot of. Um, Tad is not being very logical there. In fact, he's being poetic and, I would say, demonstrative rather than his usual. You know what I mean? So. Uh, okay, Professor. <laughs> well, it's just, it's a little out of character. It's less sad. Um, Would you like to tell anyway. us what the objective correlative is while you're at it? <laughs> if you do, you'll have to clean it up. <laughs> uh, I, what's happening? They go back to light speed and uh, merge. Yes. And then, <laughs> then they do what? Merge. <laughs> Uh-huh. And then Badger is without pigment and is being attacked by the cat lady. Yeah. Clank, whoosh, zoom. Who's, this, uh, honestly, the most skippable dialogue I've ever seen. <laughs> she's going to sexually assault him, isn't she? Uh, if he's lucky. Like, sorry, that's not the appropriate thing to say. No. Because those claws are not going to come off her shoes easily. <laughs> Mm, so he drives in circles and then he says, Hold on, Supermouth, here we go. Oh, he's calling Super Hip Supermouth. Okay. Right. That's funny, I'm sure. <laughs> um, so then they crash. They crash, and then... a badger flies off into space. They, uh, Super Hip merges back with Tad because now Tad's color is back. Mm hmm. And. Stuff happens. Yeah, it's, so, it's 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 within a panel. It convolutes a couple times, and then there's another panel right after that, and then there's another panel, and they just constantly are goofing off. I don't know. It's it's easily the least convincing second half of a comic I've ever read. <laughs> and you've read a lot of Archie comics, so. I've read a lot of Archie comics, actually. Um, here, bits from Bob's mailbag. I hear dogs barking. Yes, they can go screw. Uh, dear Bob, as a yes. teenager, I'm not wholly familiar with your background as a star, which dates back to the Broadway theater, as my folks are aware of. Spoiler alert, a teenager didn't write this letter. <laughs> My acquaintance with you is through your TV show and old movies, which co-starred you with Bing Crosby. 
Maybe the editor would be kind enough to fill me in with some facts about you. I'm sure all your fans would flip for the info. <laughs> Uh, it's, uh, yeah. This was a letter written by the editor to prompt the printing of Bob's performance yes. bio. Oh, Jill St. John is mentioned in the next program. Yes, the movie star who appeared with his <laughs> troupe not long ago in Vietnam. <laughs> well, what do we think about Bob Hope Comics? The quote, what unquote, we think of them Adventures is of Bob that, uh, boy. It's not really a lot about Bob Hope, is it? It's at, it's at least as funny as he is in person. <laughs> no, it's it, you're, you're that's a great point. It's like it it he Bob Hope was the on-ramp to the story. Yeah. And then uh I wonder if do you think he was involved like in investing in the project or something? He had to be okay. He had to get get they had to get his okay, didn't they? I would assume so, you but think? they probably just, you know, somebody signed off on using his image and then then you can do whatever you yeah. want. He licensed it. Careful, don't spill. I don't. Sorry, know. I won't. My son. It's okay. I don't have anything so, to spill. So, by the way, the second to last thing in this, uh, you know, teaser for the second half of Bob's bio is. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, if you have any bouquets or brickbats for Bob, send them to, and they have the address. <laughs> what are what are brickbats? I'm not old. I don't know. Uh, I guess it's uh. A bouquet would be if you have something to cheer about the recent issue, and a brickbat would be if you have a complaint. Okay. I'm going to start my letter right away. <laughs> Dear Typewriting Bob. noises. Typewriting noises. <laughs> <laughs> and then right after that, there's a nice uh, uh, muscle uh, ad. Yes. In minutes of and, fun uh, a day, you will be made into a new athletic He-Man. And there was one phrase in here that I saw that really made me laugh. Um, I can't find it. I'm sorry. It says, um, oh, it's in the, here it is. In just thrilling minutes a day, in your own room, rapid fire, easy as ABC famous picture methods show you how to mold 16-inch arms of might and a 45-inch chest housing tireless lungs, a broad brawny back, <laughs> tapering to a slender waist. And it's like, why did you stop at the waist? Would you keep going? <laughs> would you keep going? Like no. It's, you know, I know you don't spend much time in the gym, but uh, you know those big muscly men and they have little tiny chicken legs because they don't do anything with their legs. Oh, yeah. They always skip leg day. You're right. Yeah. Uh, well, that I'm is like, a expensive. I like that it's jam full with 120 photos of strong men and champions. <laughs> Not gay. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, <laughs> I just had a cough there. Sorry. Um, the, did you read the checklist? The checklist. You send in okay. with your coupon. Check. I enclosed 10 cents for mailing and handling. I want to gain blank pounds. <laughs> Wait, 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 hold on, before that, before that, before that, it says, I enclose 10 cents for mailing and handling. I am under no other obligation. I'm checking everything I need to give me the kind of body I want. Uh, So specific. I want to streamline my body, get rid of flabby fat. Yes. I want to add inches of muscle to my arms. 
Box. Chest, shoulders, Box. powerful Box. legs, slim Box. waist. Box. Check all that apply. I want new pep. <laughs> oh, man. Excellent. Yeah. Definitely excellent. Okay. All right. Jake. Yes, Bob. Will you join us again? I would be elated to do Perhaps when Dr. Husband's back in town. Oh, him. Um, I do have to thank Jake for joining me on short notice because I realized with horror that Dr. Tudor would be out of town this weekend. And who was I going to podcast with? <laughs> who could possibly be uh, available because he doesn't do anything. Right. On such short nerdish. So I thought of you immediately. Well, thank you. Um, honored? No, thank you. To provide jokes? Mm-hmm. That's a oh, callback to the very first few minutes of our podcast. Right, 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 right. We right. do like to do that. Callback <laughs> to earlier moments. Jokey um, Jokenheimers. Do you need to promote... I don't care either, Maxwell. Okay. Preach Maxwell, on, brother. You are, not, you are not listed or credited in this podcast, so you cannot speak. Okay? You are off stage. Yes, I am. Yes, you are. Okay. So, um, do you need to promote yourself on social media? <laughs> Next question. Um, you can find uh, Checkered Pass Podcast on social media at GoGoCheckPod. I'm talking to you, Jake, Are you if you're interested. Um, I'm sorry, my son is whispering foul words like poopy and <laughs> such. Do you want to just say poopy? Go ahead and say it. He'll fit right in. Poopy! boy. Uh, Get that out. You can also rate and review us on iTunes and Stitcher. Did you know that? Please do. Or wherever you download podcasts from. But why would you go anywhere else besides iTunes or Stitcher? That's right. And as um, a giant fan of this podcast, yes, this podcast has lifted me from perilous depths. But they, but honestly, with love in my heart, <laughs> I'm just messing. With you. I'm just messing. So um, no, it's a, it's please rate and review it because it's an amazing effort. Would you go away, child? <laughs> okay. Okay. That's all. Um, thank you. We won't be back next week because it's Thanksgiving and I can't yes. be bothered. But we'll be back in two weeks. Hooray! With Dr. Husband, at least, and maybe other people. Dingus! <laughs> Dingus, poopy. That's Do you right, know Maxwell. how to sign off? Do you know our sign off line? Uh, no. You? It's this. Bye! Bye! Bye.